You are listening to an Awkward Human podcast. For more information on this podcast or all of our shows, visit awkwardhuman.com slash shows. Bonus episode is the bonus episode. This is the bonus episode. Yeah. Don't you love my singing? Okay, so you guys, normally I wouldn't speak prior to the bonus episode, but Iceman came out this week and Nerdist put out an article that I think that they had already published before and they just basically like reposted it. And um, so something happened where I was like, oh, cool. You know, I went and picked up the, <laughs> the, uh, the issue and then I saw their post and then I liked it. And I was like, I saw that one of the reactions on there was laughing, like the laugh emoji. And I was like, why are people laughing that Iceman has his own solo series as a gay man? And so I clicked on the comments, which is always a mistake. Don't click on the comments. But I clicked on the comments and I saw people, a lot of people getting angry and upset that, you know, Iceman is gay and they're calling it lazy writing and, you know, just trying to be PC and, you know, all this kind of stuff that was kind of stupid. And Nerdist, uh, someone from Nerdist went in there and started like deleting some of these posts and wrote in there like, hey, we're inclusive and we're not going to stand for any um, basically hate speech or whatever. Um, Not all of the posts were necessarily hate speech. It was just more of ignorant people being upset that Iceman is gay now. Uh, I didn't really, they didn't say anything that was blatantly homophobic. Like they weren't saying anything like, and excuse my language (laughs) for those who might get offended, but they weren't saying anything like, oh, what a fag or anything like that. You know, they weren't saying that kind of stuff. However, they were saying things like it's lazy writing. Why would you make a straight guy gay and all this stuff? And I just wanted to offer you guys, I don't know how, you as listeners or, you know, individually, how you guys feel about the whole situation with Iceman coming out as gay. But I wanted to offer just a little bit of uh, a a change of perspective, a different perspective on the situation. I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong for feeling that he shouldn't be gay or anything like that. I just, you know, want to offer a different perspective, which is I don't think people should be as upset as a lot of people seem to be about this. Uh, And I want you guys to kind of think about it in your life, in your everyday life. The fact that they made Iceman gay doesn't necessarily mean lazy writing. There are people out there who are gay that are sticking with straight relationships because they're afraid of, you know, being rejected by their families or their friends or society. You know, being gay, though much more accepted today, is still not completely 100% accepted. There's still a lot of people out there that, you know, think it's disgusting or immoral or whatever, you know, their reasons or however they feel. Like, there are still people that are afraid to come out. Um, and so they do leave these they lead these lives of pretending to be straight. So they're in straight relationships. You know, men are with women, women are with men, um, even though they're attracted to the same sex, even though they don't want to actually be with the opposite sex. And it takes sometimes, it will take 
a person a very, very long time, years and years and years before they can admit to themselves that they need to come out and they eventually do and they start living the life the way they should be living their life, you know, free to love whoever they want to love. And that's kind of how I think people should see this is that though you may be upset about all the stories that came prior to him coming out, um, you know, that he was straight and now he's gay, like they just turned him gay. There are so many retcons and I think this one should be looked at as something that he was hiding for a long time and something that he couldn't, you know, admit because this comic book was first written, you know, X-Men was, was first written in the sixties and obviously people weren't coming out, you know, in batches at that time. So he, I guess it's 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 a little difficult to talk about just because I I can't understand why people are so upset about this um, <laughs> because you know I am a gay man I don't know if you guys have noticed yet <laughs> but you know I am and so that's kind of the perspective I take about it is that you know I know so many people that came out later in life or you know just kept lying and lying and lying about it and been, and it can be very dangerous to feel oppressed that way and feel that you can't be who you who you are and who you want to be um so I just want you guys to think about that because it's like I know a lot of people are upset as I said about Ice um Iceman coming out because they don't think it's authentic but just imagine if you have a friend or a family member that you never suspected was gay and they came out as gay um would you accuse them of being inauthentic about being gay. Uh, I, I, I just think that you have to put it into perspective. If this happened in real life, hopefully you're, you know, a decent enough human being to not give that person any shit about it. Uh, but hopefully you'd be accepting of that and, you know, love that person the same as you always did because it can be a scary thing to come out. And I don't know. I just wanted to share a little bit of my thoughts on that. I don't like to get too political on the show, but that obviously hits home really close to home for me uh, because I am a gay man. And I think him coming out as gay doesn't feel fake to me. It doesn't feel like lazy writing and it doesn't feel like they're doing it just to be politically correct and inclusive, because if that was the case, they could have just created a brand new character to uh, just be gay. I mean, they have America Chavez, who's gay, and I'm not sure that she had a coming out story. I think she was just always a lesbian. And uh, they've had um, North Star be gay. You know, this is just at this point having someone coming out. And I think that's what Cinegrace is going to be doing with this comic book is just showing the process and how he, how this is all affecting him and, you know, living his brand new life or whatever. And so I don't know, it, I, I, it just upsets me to see so much, so many people out there very upset about this. And I know I've rambled on about it and probably didn't say much, but <laughs> I just wanted to offer you guys a different perspective. If you are one of the ones who are very upset that he has come out as gay, feeling that it's inauthentic, uh, it's very authentic because that's what happens every day in real life is people finally accepting who they are and 
letting go of of this fake life that they're leading where they're pretending to be straight and eventually they have the courage enough to to not live that lie anymore so in the future i hope to not have to get political but you know it's my show and uh, i do have a, a a point of view and i just wanted to share that with you guys uh hopefully that doesn't upset you hopefully you guys continue to listen to the show if you agree or disagree with me um like i have always said in the past episodes i welcome healthy discussion uh if you disagree with me i'd like to know uh why you disagree and hopefully we can find some kind of middle ground or we can just you know agree to disagree uh i think as long as we are all respectful to each other um things things usually will be okay uh there there's just too much too much hate out there and i want people if you have a difference of opinion to at least just be respectful of each other anyway now on to the bonus episode with wits and gordon of um how to geek and here we go into these questions all right so the first question is what was your first comic book you ever read oh my gosh so um if we're talking these types of comics uh, it's probably going to be Sonic the Hedgehog. Nice. For the the Archie published Sonic the Hedgehog comic, um, number uh, forty, I think. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> you remember the number? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, when I was a kid. I mean, I read all kinds of comics. I liked reading like comic strips and all that kind of stuff in the newspaper. But um, I I got really into the Sonic the Hedgehog comics, and I had you know I subscribed had a mail order subscription for like a year and I read those over and over and over again. And I read like Archie comics and stuff like that too. But I remember the number because I literally remember that stretch of like 10 or 15 comics so well, cause I read them like a million times. Nice. Uh, okay. Second question. How old were you? Let's see. That was published. I, I mean, I must've been like 10 or something like that. 1996. It was published in August, 1996. So I was eight. Oh, nice. <laughs> you started off really young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's something before that that I'm forgetting. But yeah, that's, I started pretty young. But I didn't get into the superhero stuff until much later, until like the, and I, I had an issue with Spider-Man that I didn't really like. Um, when the Spider-Man movie came out in 2001, that's kind of when I got back into it mm. and started reading all the Marvel stuff. So I actually got into it pretty late in life, like 16. Yeah. Um, and and, you know, when the rest of the world was seeing the movies and then going back and reading comics, um, which I'm sure some people will say makes me not a true comic fan or whatever, uh. but I don't care. <laughs> anyway, so that's, that's when I really started getting into it. And then I started reading uh, J. Michael Straczynski's Spider-Man run and Brian Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man. Nice. Okay, so have you ever been able to influence someone who's never read a comic book to start reading? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Um, I don't think so. My, my dad, so I, I have, still have all these old trade paperbacks, right? And I left those at my parents' house in Michigan when I moved to California um, because I have a lot of them digitally. So I left them there, and occasionally my dad will go, like, raid my closet and read some of them. <laughs> and I don't think he, he was never a big comic book guy, I don't think, when he was younger. So that's pretty funny. My, even the, just the other day, my mom sent me a text saying that my dad was sick. 
So he was quarantined to my old room. <laughs> and being quarantined in my old room, he had this stack of comics next to his bed <laughs> that he was reading. And so she texted me a picture of it. So he might count. Oh, well, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. And my, my brother and sister have read a little bit too. Um, just, you know, by proximity when we were younger, yeah. uh, they read some of my stuff. So. Okay, cool. So the next are kind of like, uh, what if you were in a comic book? If someone was writing you as a character in a comic book? Okay, so the question is, would you be a hero, a villain, or morally ambiguous? I would be a hero. Of course. <laughs> I know. I, you know, it's, I, I like to think I'd be more of an interesting character, but I, I wouldn't. Every time I play a video game, you know, I'm like that guy that's full Paragon, always uh-huh. makes the right decisions, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Okay, would you have superpowers? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> what, would, what would you want them to be? Oh, man. Um, I really don't know. And I, this is, it's weird that this is a question I've never been able to answer because every power sounds awesome to me. Oh, really? Because even, I mean, because obviously everyone's like, oh, I'd like to be invincible and fly and all this stuff. But like, if you look at the, you know, the A-listers in the Marvel universe, Spider-Man kind of has, I don't want to say the lamest powers, but kind of some of the least powerful powers. Mm -hmm. But he's also one of the coolest. Right. So I'd probably take what I could get. (laughs) Unless it was like, you know, talking to ants. Oh. And and nothing else. (laughs) And nothing else. Yeah, I guess that's Like Ant-Man can at least shrink down to the size of (laughs) Ant-Man or get large. But if you could just talk to ants, that'd be pretty lame. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, uh... Would you want to be written as a solo hero or would you want to be on a team? Ooh, that's a tough call. I don't know. I like, I like the idea of being on a team. Cool. I'm a people person. All right. And this one's just for me because I like this. Uh, if you had a super pet, what kind of animal would it be? Oh, man. Can I say like a, a tiny dragon? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So... This now goes into a little bit of the creators. If uh, there was a comic book artist that you think would give you your definitive look, who would that be? <laughs> oh, man, that's a tough call. I, I, I'm going to say this just because he's my favorite artist right now and my favorite artist the past few years. Um, I love Humberto Ramos. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with him. I've heard his name um, and I'm sure I've seen his work. So have you, did you read any of like the superior Spider-Man or no. any of that stuff from around that area? Okay. Uh, first of all, you should, cause it's amazing. Okay. <laughs> um, his style is kind of really wacky, not, and, uh, he plays a lot with kind of, um, uh, proportions a lot in a really weird way. It's, it's very, very comic booky mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't like it. But I think it's just awesome. And it's so much more interesting than a lot of the art um, you get these days. A lot of the artists have kind of started to blend together for me. Um, and he's always been unique. And he, it's, it's fun without it, – and it's kind of silly, but with, while still feeling uh, uh, at home in a Spider-Man comic or even in a Wolverine comic. He did three issues of Wolverine, which were not silly by any stretch of the imagination, and it was still so cool. Oh, well, cool. And then um, if you if there was a writer out there who could write you the best, who do you think that would be? <laughs> um, there are a lot of writers that I like, but, I, you know, given the fact that I um, am almost never serious 
as a person. Uh-huh. I'd like to think that one of the Deadpool writers, Joe Kelly or uh, Fabian Nicesia, Okay, uh, would probably do a good job. <laughs> Maybe Brian Bendis. He's pretty funny. Yeah, I like him. Um, okay, and then the last question. But I'm not nearly that clever. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we would all like to, like, think that we could be that clever and, like, that funny all the time, but probably not. Right. <laughs> um, and then the last question is, and this is going to put you on the spot a little bit, but don't worry about it. Uh, it can you describe maybe one of the stories that you would go through? Oh my gosh. Um, hmm. I, I imagine that I would be, um, imagine like a, a, a young Spider-Man, mm-hmm. like, like Spider-Man who's like trying to do the right thing, but maybe he's like a little selfish and still kind of trying to figure it out. I, I could see me being in like, in something like that. Like still, even though I'm significantly older than Peter Parker was when he became Spider-Man, um, I think that probably most uh, most <laughs> superheroes have to go through that kind of uh, trial where they are are figuring out and and learning that they really need to put uh, the rest of the world before themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with great power comes great responsibility and all that. Um, possibly even learning it from an older, wiser hero. <laughs> nice. Well, awesome. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. 